Hey, what's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Arrowhead Live here for episode five. I'm Grant here with my co-host, Ori. And uh, today we're just going to be diving into the mailbag and then doing a couple mock drafts and then talking about some Chiefs offseason updates. Yeah, how's it going, guys? So the first one of the mailbag is from Johnny. Uh, he asked, what are a few key elements to the Chiefs getting this new defense back to normal? For, so as far as back to normal as having dominant defenses as they had in the past, um, I'd say that it all starts with the new schemes that you bring. So Spagnuolo's new defense, you have to get bring in physical guys that he wants to play physical. Um, I think we've kind of done that with Honey, the, bringing in Honey Badger and stuff like guys like that. Um, the draft definitely will hopefully draft some physical guys and you just kind of changing from Sutton to Spagnolo should, should do that pretty well. Um, you know, it's Sutton like to play a lot of prevent defense and kind of just give them and give them, give them, but don't break. But um, yeah, I think that it'll, it'll all go come with time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he brought in a guy like uh, Alex Okafor who plays with the high motor, you know, and honey badger, like you said, and, uh, Bashad Breland isn't afraid to come down and make a hit. So, I mean, you can kind of see that the trend in which in the way that this is going. And I don't think they're done making moves. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a couple more major, one or two more major moves uh, before the draft, maybe even after. And expect Beach to be aggressive in the draft as well, you know, trading up, trading back, uh, going to get the guys that they want. So we'll see with that. We had another question from Connor. Would Byron Murphy be a fit in Kansas City? Um, absolutely, I think Byron Murphy would be a fit in Kansas City. You know, He didn't run particularly well at the Combine, came in a little undersized, but he has great coverage skills. And uh, you know, he comes from Washington, where Marcus Peters came from. And uh, was it is it Sidney Jones? Is that the corner from yeah. Philadelphia? Yeah, Sidney Jones. So, I mean, you know, Washington just keeps pumping out fantastic defensive backs. They have uh, Taylor Rapp coming out, too, this year. So, I mean, they're known for their defensive backs. And uh, Byron Murphy, he's placed physical despite his size. And uh, I, I really think he, he would be a good fit. Now, whether he'll fall to Kansas City, I'm not sure. Uh, he's my number one corner on the board. I don't know if Greedy Williams is going to jump back into number one after his combine performance. He looked okay at his pro day, but I mean, who knows with how those interviews are going to go because I don't know. I, the guy, I mean, he kind of, I don't want to say he quit, but I mean, it really did look like he quit at the combine. So, I mean, that's that, but. Um, yeah. And I think that uh, going along with what you're saying about Murphy, that he's not the biggest guy, but I think that he's, definitely like a scrappy guy he like he does he's not afraid to hit he's just not the biggest but i think right. that he'll be he'd be a really good good in coverage and i think it'd be a pretty decent fit in kansas city um I, like you kind of mentioned marcus peters i know P peters often you know didn't really like to hit, hit that you know he didn't really like to come down to hit a lot but he was pretty good in coverage but i think that uh yeah i think that murphy would be a solid fit for kansas city right and then we go on to a question from Tyler. So so this one's kind of interesting. It's uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Chris Jones. So it's trade one, cut one, and keep one. So immediately I'm going to keep Mahomes. And then the, then you have the choice. Then the, the next one's kind of kind of tough, I would say. 
but if it was me, I think I'd. Uh, I think I would. <laughs> this is hard. I think I would trade Tyreek Hill. I think I would trade him. You know, see see if you can get some good some good picks for him, or you know, maybe even a, some a couple players. And then I, I yeah, I guess yeah, I think I guess cut Chris Jones. I I don't want to cut Chris Jones. If I could keep two out of three, I would probably keep Mahomes and Jones, just because Jones is the anchor of the defense. And we really need so we really need defense right now. So yeah, I guess that's how I would have to do it. Obvious answer to keep is Patrick Mahomes. Since you're gonna cut the other one. I think Chris Jones would probably be more valuable on the trade market. Uh, so I'd trade Chris Jones and cut Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I mean, there's no right answer. So You think you think Jones is worth more than Hill? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I, I don't know. I, you could be right, like, as far as what they bring to the team. But I, I don't know. I, I think that. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying trade-wise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I give it. Okay. I, got I mean, pass rushers are more valuable in the open market yeah. than than wide receivers are. I mean, we just saw that with Odell Beckham Jr. And then what, I mean, Odell Beckham's probably the best wide receiver in the league, him or Antonio Brown. And they both got traded, but. It's just hard because Tyreek Hill can do so many things. Just, oh, just, yeah. just even just because of his flat, his speed. I mean, you can oh, just, right. even if he wasn't, if he wasn't a, a wide receiver, I think you could easily put him, you, you could make him kind of like a Dexter McCluster type dude. Yeah, like yeah, you could run him out of the backfield. I mean, we do run him at, at times. I think there's just it, it, it'd be hard to cut either one of them. The question from MC Reach: What are the odds of the Chiefs making another significant splash before the draft? I think it's pretty significant. There's trade rumbling, trade rumblings. It's unsubstantiated trade rumors, but I think I think there really is something to them trading for Patrick Peterson, Xavier Rhodes. Somebody like that, or a edge rusher, maybe Clowney or Frank Clark. And I guess you can throw D Law in there too, but I mean, I, I wouldn't touch him, especially with the contract. But he's he wants to be the highest paid defender in the league. He wants twenty three point five million, I think, per year, which I think his exact demands were the twenty two percent market increase from exactly the contract that. Von Miller got, which was six years, nineteen point one million per year. But I mean, I wouldn't touch that. I'm not interested in that at all. Even though Demarcus Lawrence is a great player, I don't think, I don't think that's worth it. Like I said, yeah, I, I think there's a significant chance that they make another big splash before the draft. Yeah, I I agree. I think that, I, I mean, I definitely agree with the the Lawrence. I think that's just way too much money. We don't we could use that money on multiple players. I think that. I think that um, Clowney would be, I think Clowney would be awesome to have have come in. Uh, I don't know. I think if I was going to say that there was two guys that I could see, you know, the highest chance of coming in, maybe like like you you mentioned Peterson and Rhodes. I think that I think I would take, I think I would maybe take Peterson over Rhodes. Be, um, I, I don't know. They're both the best, They're both good at different things. But I think that um, if you bring in Peterson, he's played along with with the honey badger and i think that um you know that'd be a little, some chemistry there to, to right. play with, playing with each other and then um i think yeah clowny could be definitely a this one another one that could come in and make a huge impact yeah and i mean i just put out a poll so uh said would you rather trade uh first a 2021st and a 2019 third for clowny and then give him the contract or a 2019 second and a 2020 second for Patrick Peterson. 
which he has two years left on his deal. You'd probably have to extend him. Um, or would you want both of them? The cap would get a little bit tricky, um, but I think I think Veach could make it work. You know, we have a window uh, three years before Mahomes gets his massive extension um, and start gets starts getting paid $35 million a year, and there's really no telling how they're going to structure that. Uh, and then you have to extend Tyreek Hill and Chris Jones, obviously. Maybe Tyreek Hill I, remains to be seen. But I think I think he could make it work, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, so then um, another question. The next question is from Terrence. Uh, will Watts improve tackling and go on to become a good free safety? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, Watts was injured. or I think Watts was injured, uh, you know, most of the year. I don't think he, we got to see his best work at all. Uh, he showed, you know, high, he, there's some flash in him. There's some highlights Some that you're just like, holy, holy crap, that was a good play. And uh, I think that, yeah, I do, I do think that he'll improve. And I think that, um, you know, if he learns, you know, we, we just brought in, um, you know, Matthew. I think he can learn from him a lot, a lot. Yeah, I think that he, I think he will improve. I think that uh, having this new scheme come in, I think that he'll learn it pretty quickly. And I think that uh, he'll definitely um, exceed expectations for a lot of people. Yeah, I think on... On Watts, he played mostly most of his snaps from strong safety last year, uh, and he's not super fast, but he does have the instincts, and I, I think he has good enough range to play free safety in this defense. We've talked about it before. I'd still like to add somebody, uh, add a free safety to this roster just for competition. You know, either way, I think I think Watts can start if we need him to start. So moving on to the next question from Andy. Are you comfortable with our defensive backfield facing off against the elite receivers that we have in the division? So Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, and Tyrell Williams now, uh, and then I guess Emmanuel Sanders. I, who even knows if he's if he's going to play the full year? But I wouldn't say I'm comfortable right now. I think Veach makes more moves, and I think they are aggressive in the draft with defensive back depending on the moves that they make before the draft. So I think I will be comfortable, but to say I'm comfortable right now is probably not accurate. I don't particularly want Bashad Breland matching up with Anto- Bashad Breland or Kendall Fuller matching up the majority of the snaps against Antonio Brown in a game. It's probably not ideal. They're probably going to have to double team him anyway, but I think I think there's still room for improvement in the defensive backfield, and I think they will improve there. Yeah, I agree. I I don't I think that to say that I'm comfortable would be a stretch. Um, I think that you know we we've added a couple guys. We got like Breland. We got you know we got we mentioned we have Matt. We just got Matthew. We uh, I think Fuller will be pretty decent next year. At the end, I think that um, to say that will be worse or less comfortable than we were last year's. I don't, I wouldn't agree with that. I think, yeah, they gained a couple, you know, they have Brown now and Tyrell, I mean, Tyrell has been in the division, but um, I think that, I think that we'll be better this year. I think our backfield will be better. I don't know if they're going to be, we're going to have an elite backfield by, by any means, but I think that, like you said, that, that there's a possibility we get more, you know, more guys and then that I'll be a little more comfortable but I don't know that I would say that I'm comfortable quite yet. Yeah, I agree. 
So and, then Ross asked, "How will the line? How do I think the linebacker position will shake out?" So I think that. So I mean, Hitchens, Hitchens was looking at the stats. I was looking at Pro, Pro Football had it. He was our um, our top tackler last year with without a with a set amount of snaps that they had to take, and uh, you know a lot of people were pretty down on him, and you know at times I was too. Um, I don't think he's. I think he'll be fairly decent this year. I don't know. Um, I, I think someone that could, you know, might actually be able to make an impact that doesn't really get talked about is Ben Neiman from Iowa. I think that, um, you know, I think that he can step up and play. He's a little undersized and, and he's always been that way, but um, same on Iowa. I think that, I think that he, he has definitely has potential. I know that we have, then we have Ragland. Um, I don't know that Ragland's necessarily the answer. I don't, hate him um i i'm hoping we draft some linebackers in the draft and they can if anything you know make our guys play a little higher than they than they have been but i'm not 100 percent sure how it's going to shake out but i don't i don't think it'll be anything too crazy but but that's what i think how do you think about it yeah so after we signed damian wilson uh who's yeah forgot about wilson supposed to be the sam linebacker right now uh they said that Raglan would be the middle linebacker and Hitchens would be the will line, the will linebacker. You know, I think, I don't think the, the linebacker group is as bad as people are making it out to be. I don't mind Hitchens and Wilson and Dorian O'Daniel starting. I don't know that Raglan is a great fit for the middle line or for the Mike linebacker position, middle linebacker position. But, um, yeah, I would, I would go as far to say as we might add one or two linebackers in the draft, but I don't think it's a huge need. I don't think they're going to take it, take two linebackers really early. I'd like to see him upgrade the Sam linebacker position, bring in somebody to compete with, with Damian Wilson. But overall, you have Hitchens, Ragland, O'Daniel, Neiman, Wilson. I believe that's about it. Is that it for the uh, that were on the I roster last That's year? all I can think of. Yeah. I think so, also, you know, like just like everything else we talked about with as far as on the defense is going to they're, they're going to play better under Spagnuolo too. I don't I think that you know, they'll they'll play way better under him than Sutton. So I yeah, think sure. there'll be a definite improvement. To the question from Neil, over under on regular season wins. Hmm. Uh we have the fifth toughest schedule in the league. So, given that we won 12 games last year, I'd probably put the over-under at 10.5 games. And I would take the over. I'll say, I don't know, I think we go 12-4 and four again, or 11-5, and five, with the top end being 13-3. and three. I, don't think, I don't think the defense is going to be perfect this year. I think it'll be much improved. Um, so they'll drop a couple games for us possibly, but overall, I'm pretty confident regardless of what happens with Tyreek Hill. So I'd say over under at 10 and a half and I'll take the over on that. Yeah, I, that's pretty similar to what I would do. I think that, um, I think, I don't think we're going to win 13 games. I think we're going to win 12. I think we're going to go 12 and four at, at, at highest. And then I think that the low I don't think we'll go below 10 wins I just don't see that happening I don't think that I really don't think that 
Mahomes will let us go below ten. Will let us go below oh. ten wins just himself. There's just no way. I don't see it happening. So I think that. I don't know. I think I, I think we'll be somewhere in the range between twelve and four and ten and six. But honestly, I think that we'll be it. I think it'll be 11, four, 11 and five or twelve and four. Yeah. And then, so the last one is from Chiefs man. Uh, does the fil- does the film justify bringing back Alan Bailey? Mm. See, I think that. He's just, he's just such a huge dude that usually you want him to be like really really good. Like I I know that he's he's he was a, def- a def- decent player last year. I think that his film wasn't terrible. I don't know that. I don't know if I should say. I think you could bring him back um, on a short term deal. Um, I don't know how you know. I don't know if he'll get much much better. But I don't think his film is terrible by any means. I think that. Um, I think I wouldn't if you, if I saw that they signed brought Alan Bailey back I wouldn't be like mad about it but I wouldn't be overjoyed either. Right. Yeah, I mean, Alan Bailey he doesn't do he doesn't really do anything great, um, but he's pretty good at his responsibilities. Um, he's not a great run defender. I believe he's graded out below average by PFF pretty mm-hmm. much every year of his career. Um, and then, as a pass rusher, he does show flashes, uh, ability to get to the quarterback. But really, I mean, he he's kind of a type of he'll probably slide in the defensive tackle in this new scheme. And he we kind of lack we lack a player like that right now. And if we can bring him back for one or two years, and maybe at you know two or three million a year, I think I think that's respectable a respectable signing. Uh, because you're probably not going to find somebody that's as experienced and as consistent as Alan Bailey is. You might be able to find someone with more upside. You know, you know what you have in Alan Bailey. Mm-hmm. That he's not great, but he's not he's not bad either. He's just a steady player that comes in and gets it done. And one good thing about Alan Bailey is is you don't hear about Alan Bailey. He plays quite a bit. Uh, I believe he started the majority of the games last year. Um, and you hear about him, what, once a game? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Which is good. Like, that's what they say about long snappers is if you don't hear about the long snapper, then you have a good long snapper. And if you don't hear about the pass rushing or non-pass rushing average run defender defensive end in a 3-4 scheme, then you probably have an okay defensive end. Just because if he's not miss- as long as he's not missing tackles or – you know, getting blown out on pass plays, and he should be all right. Yeah, I think that it's just you're not going to see him doing anything crazy, but you're also not going to see him messing up every other play. Right. So moving on to the big segment of today, uh, me and Ori each did a mock draft, so we'll be going over those, alternating our picks. So, for example, I'll do my first-round pick, then Ori will do his, and then so on and so forth. Uh, so to start with first, and there's no trades in here, no trades. It's just straight up our eight picks, and that's it. Uh, so first round, pick 29, I selected DeAndre Baker, the cornerback from Georgia. Uh, I think DeAndre Baker would immediately start uh, and allows Fuller to slide back into slot. DeAndre Baker and Bashad Breland on the outside with 
with uh, Travarius Ward being the being the fourth quarterback. Um, yeah, so Baker in Georgia in 2000. Uh, 7.9. Yeah, excuse Ori's dog. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. He's he, he's in there stomping around. That's all right. Laid down now. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, so four years at Georgia, he played 2,043 snaps, and he allowed a pass rating of 47.9. And in those 2,043 snaps, he allowed one touchdown, a single touchdown in 2016, and he hasn't allowed one since. You know, he's not, he's not a ball hawk. Uh, he's only had five interceptions, and he has only deflected 21 passes in those four years. But uh, he gets the job done. Uh, he's a very sticky defender. And honestly, the quarterback just doesn't really throw his way because, I mean, he's a, like I said, he's a sticky defender. He plays tight coverage, and I think he'd be a fantastic fit for this defense, and he'd really fill a need. Uh, and he ranks third in yards per cover snap, point, uh, 0.46 yards per cover snap. So uh, of all the draft process or draft eligible cornerbacks. So yeah, first round pick DeAndre Baker. Yeah. And I, I did the, my mock draft a couple of times when the net Baker was never available. So if, if I would have, if he would have been available, I probably would have taken him too. But so for, but another good corner. I also picked a cornerback for in the first, so uh, I picked uh, Amani Arurie. I don't really—it's it's kind of Amani. a hard one to pronounce. Okay. Yeah, and he's from uh, Penn State. He's—he's uh, he's an effective, you know, press man defender. He needs, you know, he has—he has some problems with him. He—he he needs to, for for him to be really effective in the league, he needs to be able to win at the line of scrimmage. If he can do that, then I, he can lock some guy, lock guys up. Um, he doesn't have the greatest speed. But um, if he can if he can stay in front of him, then he he'll be fine. Like he'll be I think he'll be a stud. Um, he's a proven disruptor, and uh, he's willing. To, he's shown at Penn State that he's willing to come up and help with the run, uh, which I think is something that we really need. I, I think that um, I love to have a cornerback that comes up and is not afraid to hit as long, as well as being decent in coverage. So I think that there's. Some question marks about his speed, but I think that um, he knows though. I think he knows his weaknesses, and I think he knows how to work around them. I think he knows how to work around the speed uh, issues. So um, I think, but I think they, it would be a decent pick. I think that uh, I think he could, if not if not start right away, he could start you know pre- pretty soon. I don't think that our cornerback group is top notch by any means. That they're going to be struggling to get guys in there. So uh, yeah, that was my first pick. With the first pick in the second round, I chose edge rusher Jalen Ferguson, and he's well-known. Uh, we discussed him with uh, Willie Rofe on our podcast a couple weeks back. They're from the same school, um, so Willie Rofe is really, you know, he's vouching for Jalen Ferguson to be a Kansas City Chief. Uh, he didn't have a great pro day, was really, really slow in the agility drills, but reports out of his Reports from the scouts on the ground say that Ferguson had really good uh, positional drills. And he ran an okay 40-yard dash, similar to Breland Speaks from last year. I think Jalen Ferguson's a little overweight. He could probably stand to lose 
lose a few pounds and maybe he'll gain a little bit of quickness back. But really, he just needs to work on his flexibility. Um, he leads the he led the NCAA all time in sacks. So obviously, he has pass rushing skills. It's not like it's not like he went out there and he was just a bum. He he led the he led the NCAA in in sacks all time, beating Terrell Suggs' record. So we know he has pass rush ability. He's a decent run defender. And uh, if if the Chiefs can get him in the weight room, maybe do some conditioning and and do some I don't know yoga or something. Maybe get him he'll, on the treadmill. Yeah, get him on the treadmill. Do some yoga. I don't know. Maybe he'll uh, get some functionality in those ankles back. Cause yeah, cause it was pretty bad on the on the uh, shuttle and the three cone drill. But yeah. we need him to loosen up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I said though, he I mean he does he does have pass rush skills and. Even though he's he's not the quickest guy, I think I think he'll get the job done in Kansas City. Maybe not start day one, but he'll definitely be a contributor. All right, and then for my uh, second round, so we got uh, Vosan Joseph from. He's a linebacker out of Florida. Um, he's kind of an underweight guy, but he makes up for that with really good athleticism. He has really good closing um, burst. Uh, he has some inconsistency on tape, which is could be a could be a problem, but I think that uh, with the right scheme and you know that uh, the right scheme would definitely help him out. I think that um, with someone you know keeping on him, which they w- will do, and when you're in the NFL, they're to make sure you're being productive. They're gonna. Uh, I think he'll be. I think he could be a stud. Uh, the he, there, like I said, there is questions about him being underweight, but he can. Uh, he can. He can has really great bursts. He can get off the, the snap really really quickly. He's can uh he has really good, he's really good at reading the plays before the you know right before the snap uh, so i think that well, while he's undersized i think that he makes up for it and is, would be a, a decent pick for us in the second round yeah i, I you know i haven't i've done some voshan joseph film and he's i mean he's an aggressive player and everything i just think he he's so similar to to um dorian o'daniel i'm not i i don't i don't know I don't really want to bring in two players like that. I mean, I guess you could bring him in to compete for the will linebacker position, but I'm not taking I'm not taking a linebacker that early, in my opinion. At least not a will linebacker that early. Maybe a Mike or a Sam. Anyway, moving on uh, with the second pick, second round pick, uh, pick 63, the free safety from Maryland, Darnell Savage. You know, he ran a four three six at the combine, uh, and he he. Put up pretty good agility numbers, a seven a seven point zero three three cone drill and a four one four twenty yard shuttle, which is which is pretty good. And that kind of reflects what I've seen on film. He's got good movement skills, uh, good change of direction. So I think he can be a good center field style free safety for us. Uh, he's he's fast, he's got enough uh, range from sideline to to make plays sideline to sideline and uh, and even uh, he ranked 37th in run stop percentage among draft eligible safeties, which is I mean it's not fantastic but I think it's a nice improvement from Ron Parker from last year playing free yeah. safety. So uh, yeah, Darnell Savage, the safety from Maryland. So that's it. All right, so then my next pick is uh, Charles Aminu, um, Omeninu from uh, Texas. So 
he's an inside defensive lineman. He's has very his skills are very raw, and I know that like people you know people get turned away from that a little bit when you when you hear raw skills because they don't they want people to start right away. And I'm not saying he can't he couldn't start right away, but a lot of people you know might think of him as a project player. But I think that um, you know has really good he has a really good physique. He is has been played very well at the four three, which you know is what we're going to be doing. He uh, sets a really strong edge. He has shown potential to mix power, like mix some power with uh, the way he gets. You know, when he gets off as a as a rusher, uh, he has. I think he has a really bright future if he continues to develop. That you know, that's where you kind of have to. You got to weigh your options whether you think that he can continue to develop or you think he's going to stop. But I, in my opinion, um, I think that you can. Uh, I think he'll continue to develop and be a stud. Uh, now. That, so that's why I took him. Uh, other people could have opposite opinions, but I think he'd be pretty good. No, I agree. I like I like Aminahu. Um As a Texas fan, I watched a lot of Aminahu, and he really popped off the screen. And I actually, you know, it says interior D-line, but yeah. I think he can actually be an edge rusher in Kansas City. He's a little, he's a little big. Um, you know, he played around 280, uh, 285, 290, like that, something around there at Texas. But... You know, if he can, he's definitely got the physique to do it. He's kind of similar to um, to Tano coming out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think I think he could play the edge, and I think he'd be. I think he'll be a really nice player. So next, um, I took defensive tackle Tristan Hill from Central Florida with uh, the third round pick, and Tristan Hill, he's a little undersized. Uh, he's kind of similar to Derek Naughty. Um, but he does show some pretty good pass rush skills. You know, we discussed uh, bringing back Alan Bailey, but assuming, like we said, this draft is based strictly off of where we stand right now, and I think Tristan Hill would be a fantastic addition. Uh, he's a little bit stronger at the point of attack than Nadi is. Um, <clears throat> a little bigger, I think he's around 330 pounds, and I think I think he ran a sub five second uh 40 yard dash which is pretty nice for a for a 300 pounder um so yeah tristan hill the defense tackle from central florida with uh the 92nd pick yeah i think that's a solid pick too so i'm gonna go for mine for the fourth uh another hill but we're gonna go with justin hill the, the running back uh so he's undersized but he's a really exciting runner he's uh, he has like a, some some. I was reading something that says that he has like a really like go go tempo like tempo, which can be beneficial or not because if he you know doesn't get those snaps right away, like keep keep going, he might be able to work his way up to it. But I think that the Chiefs could definitely could do that with their the temp, t- style tempo they go a lot of the time. Uh, he runs great along the interior and has um, really good vision, his agility, and obviously when you have good agility, you can slip tackles. Uh, so I think that while he's um, pretty small, I think that he makes up for it with his agility and things like that. Um, I think that um, everybody saw his combine results, for, which are insane. He pretty much won every category for the running backs. Um, yep. I think that uh, I think he'll be. A, I think he'd be a really good pick. Yeah, I've been a I've been a big Justice Hill advocate uh, over the past few months, and he, you know, he's coming off of an injury last year uh before that he was 
really dominant at Oklahoma State. So, um, you know, so he slides a little bit due to the injury and uh, lack of production in 2018, and then hopefully he can bounce back and be a major contributor for Kansas City. So mm-hmm. uh, with the next pick, um, I'm taking wide receiver David Sills, the fifth from West Virginia. And actually a crazy little background story on David Sills. I think whenever he was 13, he played quarterback. And uh, I don't know if it was – I don't know who it was at the time. Maybe it was Pete Carroll. Uh, but whoever was the head coach at USC at the time offered David Sills a athletic scholarship to play quarterback. Uh, at 13? At 13 years old, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and he obviously didn't pan out as a quarterback. And then uh, um, went on to West Virginia as a wide receiver. And he's kind of similar to, I mean, I don't want to put this much pressure on him, but he's kind of similar to Jordy Nelson in the way that he plays. You know, he's a bigger uh, 6'3", like 210, something like that. And... uh, He's quick, he's fast, and he runs good routes. He's got solid hands. And uh, I think Kansas City lacks a player like that, um, especially with the, the subtraction of Chris Conley, uh, who was 6'3", you know, with all the athletic ability in the world. Um, <clears throat> so adding David Sills gives you a, a bigger target for Patrick Mahomes and uh, a guy that can get open in space and, and make a move, so... So then uh, moving on from mine, I have uh, Wyatt Ray, and he's from out of Boston College. Not a huge name guy, but um, he has, like, the measurables to be, to be really good. He has a really nice wingspan. He, wingspan. He's got uh, – I, I think his, his potential is really good. I don't know that he'd be a starter immediately. I think that he has some development to work on. So as far as, you know, his development as a pass rusher, I think that he could uh, eventually start. I don't know that he would – like I said, I don't know if he'd start right away. He'd be – a really good special teams player, I think, which is, you know, all, you know, every team needs decent special teams players. I think that he can move his way up um, from the special teams and uh, become a starter maybe in a, a year or two. You know, that's not what everybody wants to hear, but some players you just need to uh, have them develop for a little while longer. Um, but he definitely has the, the measurables to be good. I don't know that um, everybody would be really happy with the pick, but I think it would be a decent pick. Yeah, I, li- I like Wyatt Ray. He's shown some things on film. Decent capability to be a pass rusher. He was a little uh, overshadowed by uh, oh, what's the what's the other guy from Boston College, the edge rusher? I uh, do not remember. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name right now, but yeah, there was another pa- pass r- or edge rusher at Boston College that kind of overshadowed Wyatt Ray. So, uh, moving on to my sixth round pick, 201st overall, uh, running back Mike Weber from Ohio State. I waited a little bit on running back. I love Daryl Henderson and I love uh, Montgomery. Uh, but just the way that the draft fell, uh, I didn't I didn't think I couldn't justify taking a running back that early in the second or third round. So uh, Mike Weber, uh, he's a smaller guy. He's kind of similar to Mark Ingram in the way that he plays. five nine two eleven. And he ran a 4.4740, which is really, really nice. Um, and he kind of got supplanted by uh, J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State. Uh, so J.K. Dobbins came in, 
and pretty much dominated off the bat at Ohio State. He was a highly rated recruit and basically took Mike Weber's position after uh, Ezekiel Elliott left. But uh, in over three years, he's got 2,681 yards, 5.9 yards per carry, and uh, he's got a nice combination of power, speed, and agility. So I think Mike Weber's a good option for us at running back. He's kind of just similar to the players that we have uh, in the running back room now. So I think he'd be a nice uh, change of pace type player. So so then my uh, my sixth round 201 would be uh, Cody Thompson out of Toledo, the wide receiver. Uh, I think that he's a, you know, I, I, he's a natural born catcher from what I was reading. And, you know, I, I watched a couple of videos of him. He has really soft hands, uh, runs really decent, like quality routes. He, uh, he has great positioning and body control. Uh, he's not super fast, um, but he's really athletic to make up for it. He's a really hard worker. Um, I think he'd be a solid uh, three to four, you know, like three to four position wide receiver. Um, I think I think that he's not going to blow anyone away with his speed, but I think that he'd be a really solid addition. Um, and I think that um, you need those type of guys on your roster. Yeah, I agree. And he could probably, I mean, usually the guys that you pick in the fifth through seventh rounds are major special teams contributors. Yep. So, uh, you know, he could definitely contribute on special teams and and then come in and be the be one of the deeper guys on the wide receiver depth chart. So uh, 214 in the sixth round, I took linebacker Terrell Hanks from New Mexico State. And uh, there were some knocks on Hanks. Uh, I think he ran a 4.98 at the combine, kind of complained about some injuries that he had going on. But, you know, and he didn't grade out great by uh, PFF, but I love Hanks. I think he shows a lot of instincts on film, uh, definitely a lack of athleticism, but uh, when he flashes, he flashes. And so this is kind of one of those guys that, you know, he's going to be a core special teams player um, and he's going to, you know, he's going to flourish there, possibly work his way in and, and maybe compete for the starting job eventually with uh, at Sam linebacker with with Damian Wilson. OK, yeah. And then so st- sticking with the linebackers, I picked Kendall Joseph from Clemson. Um, he's been kind of o- he was kind of overshadowed at Clemson because they had a, a stud linebacking core. Their defense was crazy in general. So, but sorry about my dog. He is a pr- uh, productive inside linebacker. He has really good instincts and awareness and coverage. Um, he might be able. Be, he's you know he's undersized, but um, you know he has p- really good play recognition. Um, he's really good off the snap. Um, he he may have problems with because of his size. I think that you know you know uh, players have proven that they can. Um, make up for their lack of size with other intangibles that they have. Um, I think that he'd be in that one of those cases. Um, I think he, you know, when you're in the sixth, you're kind of hoping that you can kind of get a steal. I think that he might um, be one of those. Yeah, I like I like Kendall Joseph. He's uh, I think he underwhelmed a little bit at the combine, but you know he's definitely one of those special teams guys as well. Uh, lastly. I took tight end Donald Parham from Stetson. He's similar athletically to Demetrius Harris, 
Uh, he's like 6'8", 238 pounds, 245 pounds, somewhere in that range. And he played like a wide receiver at Stetson. Uh, it's really hard getting film on him, but I was able to find a few videos. And he he's really, really raw. But he's 6'8", and he's just a huge mismatch for, for defenses. And uh, he can go up and catch the ball. Um you know, so he, I mean, he's great with at high pointing the ball. And um, I think he'd be a nice project project to work with and potentially take over for Travis Kelsey in the future. Um, and I think he had over 1,300 yards last year, which is not easy to do as a tight end in college. So, yeah, Donald Parham from Stetson, keep an eye on him. I believe the Chiefs showed some interest. And then, so for my last pick, I have. Uh... Dakota Dixon out of Wisconsin. Uh, so he is a safety. Uh, so his he's real. His strong points are his his tackling. He really is really good at tackling. Um, even though his wingspan isn't that great, his he has a really good tackle radius. Um, he does really well to cut down the, on ball carries and open space. So you know, and that's obviously a big asset as a safety. Um, in zone coverage, he's not terrible. He lacks explosiveness. You know, like his wingspan is kind of detrimental to that. He's conservative. He's kind of a conservative player. He's not going to do anything super, you know, super exciting, like super crazy. But he's a, a, a solid safety, which I think that if he panned out, would be um, a, a good match with alongside Matthew because he is the opposite of that. He's very um, explosive. That make you're going to see a lot of big hits, stuff like that. Uh, he's really he has a really flexible player. He's you know his ability to stop and uh, stop on a dime and you know switch positions and uh, I think he's he's really ath- very athletic. I don't know he's gonna have to work on some coverage, but I think that as far as tackling and things like that go, coming down and hitting, he'll be he'd be really good. Yeah, so that's it for our me and Ori's mock drafts. Uh, we'll probably do a couple more of these before the draft comes up. But yeah, so. Tell us what you guys think about our picks. Um, and then moving on to some off-season updates. There are some trade rumblings. Peter Schrager came out and said that he expects Veach to make another move, uh, probably on the trade market. Uh, so some potential guys, Javion Clowney, Patrick Peterson, Xavier Rhodes, Frank Clark, uh, guys like that if, if they're going for a major target. And we put out a poll earlier um basically what it would take for Clowney and peterson and uh if they can make the cap work i'd love to have both of them i think they can make the cap work at least for the next three years um but you know those would be two absolutely game-changing players that you add to the defense and it immediately makes you top 10 probably you know they've got a couple holes the holes are defensive back and edge rusher so if they plug those holes with two players as solid as Clowney and Peterson, then you really don't have anything to worry about for 20, 2019 and beyond. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then, so the next one, the option updates on Trey Boston. Uh, I, we've definitely tweeted out a couple times. They were actually talking uh, and they had like a little thread going on with between Breland and, uh, uh, was it was Matthew involved or was it just Breland and uh, him? I know there was one other guy that said something in our in that thread that we were talking about. Yeah, it was uh, it was Boston replied to us, and then 
uh, Breland replied to that, and it was somebody else. Mm-hmm. I forgot who it was, but yeah, it was one. Who was it? Was one? Wasn't I think it might have been Matthew. I don't think it was Matthew. It wasn't no. I, I, okay. Well, I don't, I, there was another another player that did, but they were kind of they were uh, talking about that. So, w- would you want Trey Boston? Yeah, we've brought it up on a previous podcast. I'd love to add Trey Boston. I really like Armani Watts. I think he I think he's going to come in. I think they really like him as the free safety, um, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, but I just don't know. I mean, who? is behind him because Jordan Lucas is a strong safety in my eyes. And I don't really, I mean, Sorensen and Eric Murray, you know, they're not going to be contributors. So I think if you bring Trey Boston in and you let him compete with Watts Mm -hmm. for the free starting free safety position, nothing can really go bad from there. I mean, come in and they're both uh, competitors. So you bring both of them in and you just let them work their butts off. And, you know, hopefully one of them comes out on top, and uh, Trey Boston would probably come in on a short-term deal. Mm-hmm. So you know, even after the season's over, you have Watts who can probably take over after that. So, yeah, I, I think I would probably agree with that. Um, I think that I think that Boston's been kind of going from short deal to short deal. Uh, I don't know. I think that you know it'd be kind of it'd be cool if uh, him and Breland were back together. I know that they were together for a little bit of time. Um, you know, there's always it's always good to add players that have played with each other before because they have that chemistry together, especially if on the same side of the ball. So yeah, I don't think it would be a terrible, a terrible addition by any means. I'd be I'd be happy with getting Boston and then letting them, him and Watts battle it out. Um, and then going on, uh, the the last thing we got is um, Sherman signing again. I think he's kind of a fan favorite here in Kansas City. Uh, the the sausage, as everybody likes to call him. Oh I yeah. Think that, uh, I think that. If, if anything, he can uh, pr- help protect Mahomes a lot. You know, we, we like to give him a, like a run or two a year. And uh, I think that he's a solid signing. I think everybody wanted him back in Kansas City. Yeah, it's funny because we have three fullbacks on our roster right now. Anthony Sherman, Aaron Ripkowski, and J.D. Moore, who's an undrafted free agent last year. So, you know, it could get interesting. I don't think there's any guarantee that Sherman makes the roster just because they brought him back. He's obviously the the favorite for the position right now, and hopefully they get him involved in the passing game a little bit more. You saw in the Pro Bowl what he's capable of, yeah. even, though, even though they don't even really try in the Pro Bowl. But Pro Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> supposed to be. He was supposed to be. Yeah. Mahomes stole it from him, so. Yeah. Um, and, and I saw today also – uh, just one quick thing before we go. Uh, the Chiefs brought in a guy, an edge rusher, Tim Ward, for one of the 30 official visits for the draft. Uh, he was an edge rusher from Old Dominion, and he was overshadowed by O'Shane Simenez, a little bit like Wyatt Ray was at Boston College. But uh, he's he's a good pass rusher. Um, he's a physical freak. He's like 6'5", 260, 255 pounds, something like that, and you know, he's just – he's built well, and he shows some good pass rush skills. He was just a little overshadowed at Old Dominion. Um, so that's probably a late-round prospect that they're taking a look at. And then we'll, we'll keep updating you guys on the uh, top 30 uh, visits as they come along. The Chiefs don't really disclose a ton of that stuff. So if the player says it, um, then that's really the only way we're going to hear about it. 
So that's about it for this week, guys. Um, if you guys have any more questions, uh, feel free to reach out to us at Arrowhead Live. Real quick, we mentioned last week about the the giveaway for the Priest Holmes uh, action figure. And uh, if you guys are interested in that, like we said, listen all the way through and shoot us a DM about it. Um, and then we'll take that into consideration. But we will be putting that on our profile probably sometime this week and um, open it up like we have with our other um, uh, giveaways in the past. So anyway, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, Have a great night. Yeah, have a good one. Go Chiefs.